Dobrý den, vítejte u dalšího dílu podcastu Business EY. Dneska se věnujeme aktuálnímu tématu koronavirové krizi a ušlým ziskům. Mejmen je Dan Tržil a ten dnešní díl není výjimečný jen svým tématem, ale i tím, že je v angličtině. Mými hosty jsou totiž John Wilkinson, který je v EY partnerem v oddělení forenzní služby a podpora integrity. John má na starosti celý region, kam kromě České republiky patří celá střední, východní, jihovýchodní Evropa a střední Asie a konkrétně se zaměřuje na oblast financial recoveries, claims and disputes, tedy řeší náhrady škod, pojistná plnění a soudní spory. Druhým hostem je Zdeněk Kučera ze společnosti Kinstellar. Zdeněk byl mimo jiné v roce 2017 jmenován právníkem roku v IT oblasti a do tohoto rozhovoru přispěje svojí právní expertízu. Kromě náhrady škod se zaměříme i na některá preventivní opatření a ideální kroky, které vykonat, pokud chceme náhrady ušlého zisku. Povíme se i, jak změnit stávající kontrakty a další užitečné informace. Já doufám, že v tomto rozhovoru naleznete spoustu zajímavých informací a angličtina pro vás nebude překážkou. Gentlemen, thank you for getting on this podcast, which is slightly special because uh, it's basically the first podcast in EY business podcast channel that will be in English and it's on slightly different topic than usual as well. And that topic is uh, pretty actual. Everyone is heard about it. Everyone is kind of trying to deal with it. And that is basically the, the pandemic. John, how does this pandemic affecting your business at the moment? Well, what we're seeing um, is a lot of organizations, Dan, are um, challenged. I mean, obviously, uh, the impacts of COVID-19 um, on all businesses um, and the Czech market is by no means an exception to that at all. Uh, the impacts are wide and deep. And there is still, I think, um, considerable uncertainty as to how long these impacts are going to last. Um, so lots of our clients are facing challenges around uh, losses which are being incurred in their business because obviously their business is disrupted. And we're facing a lot of inquiries as to, you know, what should you do in this situation? You know, what, what, are, the, what are the best means to protect the organizations, do the right things by your stakeholders? That's your shareholders, your employees, but also your wider business parties. And, and those are the sorts of things that are really concerning the organizations that we're talking to. Okay. What are some ways how they can uh, maybe, I don't want to say get advantage of this situation, but at least minimize their you know, business interruption loss or their loss of profit? Well, it's this is um, quite a, a complex structure. So... As I said, very very few of the sectors um, of the economy are completely immune from the impacts. Um, in fact, pretty much everybody that we've spoken to, irrespective of their sector, is facing um, facing a challenge. But there are some obvious examples of, of sectors which are heavily impacted by the crisis. Um, you know, hospitality and leisure, obviously in the Czech Republic, is a big industry. Hotels, restaurants... Um, sporting events, those have all been cancelled or closed down or had had to close because of the government regulations. Non-grocery retail shops, shopping centres um, have been closed because of the issue. Um, the automotive industry has been heavily impacted because of supply chain challenges. Obviously, cars aren't being sold, but also the process of manufacturing them has been disrupted and the likes of international transportation. So 
what should organisations be thinking about? Well, the business world is, is, is pretty complex and is built around a whole series of contractual arrangement, whether that's joint ventures, alliances, business-to-business contracts, business-to-consumer relationships. What we're advising organisations to do is to step back and take um, a, a holistic approach um, around this. I mean, the, there's effectively four ways that the, the organisations can um, think about loss recovery. One of those would be insurance, and we can talk a little bit about that as we go through this podcast. One of which is obviously claims for state support. The government has launched um, some uh, established schemes uh, to support business and entrepreneurs um, through this process, although that those are pretty specific um, and don't certainly cover the, the wide range of business losses that organisations are facing. The third area is obviously contractual claims, and we might talk a little bit more about those types of claims, both in terms of organisations making claims against their suppliers, but also facing claims themselves um, from their business counterparties. And, and the final one is, you know, what is the potential for claims against the state itself? Um, and this is a, a topic which has been of great interest over the past few weeks. And, uh, and I'm sure Denek will, will set out some of the, the legal principles around that. Um, but each of those um, specific areas, those four areas, have their own challenges and they are somewhat interwoven. So what we're saying to organisations for a start is start taking a holistic view. So understand what your insurance arrangements are, understand what opportunities you have to make claims for the state support and avail yourself of that. Consider your contractual positions, understand what the key contracts are that are being affected within your organization. And as a last step, think about what the claims may be against the state, considering some of the legal challenges that you might have in instituting those. This might be a great way to, to get Zdenek in because he's got the legal you know capabilities here. Zdenek, how do you think about those claims? How as an organization or a business owner, do you even orient yourself? What will be the ideal first steps to claim actual damage or loss of profit? I would say that in the first time, we should not look at the damages and uh, at the documentation of these damages and raising the claims against the state. But the first step uh, should be to, to secure the business. And this is something what we are uh, assisting the clients with. So setting up the crisis management, uh, which would effectively mean to to have a consistent and effective system of operations, uh, not only externally, but also internally. This goes together uh, with something that we call go online um, to secure that you can communicate uh, uh, online with the key people, uh, with the management. Uh, Then um, you should look at the contracts, uh, whether you have the option to suspend uh, the delivery of the raw material, whether you can request for a waiver uh, to prevent some defaults or or even violations of the contracts. Um, You can, uh, in certain cases, also request uh, your partner to renegotiate the contract. That is uh, something that that is um, a part of our new Czech Civil Code. 
so it's not only about the force measure clauses that um, uh, can be applicable uh, under certain circumstances, especially when you have such a force measure clause in the agreement. And uh, of course, uh, you also have to uh, think about um, the employment matters. So to, to monitor the staff issues, uh, transfer the employees to other work, potential salary reduction, uh, in extreme cases, redundancy cases. And uh, uh, then uh, the options you, uh, other options you have from the states, John, uh, or, um, or even insurance companies. John was talking about the possibility to request uh, the damage from uh, the insurance companies. We uh, very often advise the clients uh, how to request for the government assistance, especially to look at the guarantee programs that are provided by, uh, for example, Czech Moravian Guarantee and Development Banks uh, for small and mid-sized businesses and other programs uh, that, um, that are with the government. And uh, in addition, the taxes. Uh, so uh, there are uh, some deadlines that uh, will be postponed. Uh, there is a possibility of requesting of postponement of uh, VAT tax payment obligations and so on. Uh, so first, uh, before thinking about the damages, uh, our advice is to um, think uh, how to secure the business uh, so that uh, once this uh, situation is over, you can continue. So you say it's not a good idea to just you know sit back, take a vacation, uh, claim all the damage to someone and, and just wait for the for the world to become normal again? <laughs> uh, definitely not. And this uh, very simple advice uh, that uh, I um, called uh, uh, to secure the business is basically also something that uh, the court, in, in case you claim uh, for any damages, uh, and we will um, come to those damages uh, in more details, uh, the, the court would assess this And uh, you have even the obligation uh, from, from the civil law uh, to take uh, uh, the steps to prevent the occurrence of the damages. Uh, so uh, when requesting the damage uh, uh, um, to be paid by the state, and uh, this, uh, this, when the state opposes this damage, uh, this would be a very easy argument for the state, uh, using your words, Uh, to say uh, you were just sitting uh, and, and drinking the beer and uh, not doing anything. Uh, but needless to say, we we don't have uh, and we have not come across any clients that uh, would take this approach. Uh, uh, what we see is that the clients are very proactive and they are trying to find various ways how to how to secure the business and the documentation of the damage and thinking about the claims is actually the last thing uh, they are doing. I think that's a really important point that Stanek makes there on the measures of, of mitigation that you might call it. I think one of the things that we've seen though um, is that clients are very focused as, as they should be on the short-term issues which um, are the employment issues that they have to get through, their short-term working capital and cash flow, um, which is um, of paramount importance to keep the, the business alive and running. Uh, one of the risks there is that the mitigation actions that they undertake somehow get forgotten. So documenting what you do as you do it, so you can go back and recreate history in two months, three months, a year down the road, is really important. So how 
would those documents or basically demonstrating the, the mitigation of loss look like? Well, it, it depends on the complexity of the business that you have, Dan. I mean, if, for, a, for a smaller organization, it will be a lot easier to just keep um, a record of all the things that you've done, um, either in a Word document or an Excel file or, or some other form of documentation. For larger organizations, just going back to, the, to a, a, another point that Stanek was making, part of the crisis management process is having the team continually document the actions which are being undertaken by, by the business because it's going to be taking place in different departments and different parts of the business. Obviously, it's, it's not going to be one single individual in a large organisation that, that's, that's doing all of this. So part of the role of the crisis management team um, as, as you go through this is maintaining the levels of documentation that are going to be required to show um, exactly what you did do to mitigate your losses. Isn't kind of the tricky part here that if you do the crisis management correctly and maybe you know change the business model or, or change the business tactics, it's pretty hard to really estimate, for example, the actual damage or loss of profit, right? Because how would you know what you would lose if you didn't do these changes? That's absolutely correct. And uh, uh, I put it a di in a different way. Imagine um, how you would calculate a loss of profit and there is an ongoing discussion whether actually you are entitled to a loss of profit. Uh, and imagine a restaurant. You are a restaurant uh, in the center of Prague and 99% of your customers are foreigners. And uh, once, once upon a day, there is a... Uh, measure uh, imposed by the Czech government that you have to close uh, your restaurant and uh, on basis of this measure uh, you have no one, uh, you have no visitors, uh, you have no customers. Uh, and uh, the question is, if there was no measure, would you have any customers when all foreigners uh, left the country? Uh, And uh, they left the country not uh, as a direct consequence of the of the measures imposed by the government, but as a direct consequence of the pandemic situation, uh, which uh, uh, is uh, basically uh, not uh, the reason. Uh, it's it's not a, a direct. Uh, this direct consequence does not entitle you uh, to claim any damage because. Uh, Uh, the, they didn't leave uh, because of the measures, but because of the of the pandemic situation. And uh, in addition to this, you were allowed to open your business for um, other people by having uh, a window uh, and take away. Uh, so you could basically change somehow uh, your business model. So how would you calculate the loss of profit here? Uh, you would uh, you would have to take a similar uh, situation from the past, which has never occurred in the Czech Republic. So you would probably have to look to foreign countries, which would be extremely difficult. And as a result, uh, you have a very complex situation and very hard to calculate what is actually your loss of profit, because there are various factors that were caused uh, not in a direct consequence of the measures imposed by the government. And if you take any actions to mitigate 
the loss. That's even another factor that has to be taken into account, and it makes this problem even more complex. Let me maybe play a little bit of a devil's advocate here, because I think in Czech Republic, most of at least small and medium business owners don't really rely on state by helping them, or, you know, they are not used to rely on state on helping them. Is it even worth to go into this and try to calculate the loss of profit? Is there a chance that their claims will be considered by state or, you know, paid? Mm -hmm. Maybe uh, to answer your question, we have to start from the beginning. And so we have to ask ourselves what kind of claims can we have? Mm -hmm. So the compensation of the damage of, of, of this kind we are talking about has to be specifically in the law, has to specifically arise from the law. Uh, we have a very good example and so lots of courts' decisions in relation to act on liability for damage caused in the exercise of public power through decision-making or incorrect official procedures. And uh, even a constitutional court uh, said this has to be in the law. Uh, and we have the basis, and that is an uh, act on uh, uh, a crisis management. And this act uh, specifically contains a clause that says uh, that uh, in case there are the measures in the Czech Republic that's uh, issued under this act, uh, so act on crisis management, the state is obligated to compensate for any damage caused in direct connection with the emergency measures uh, utilized in accordance with this act. And this actually happens. Uh, so we we have uh, we, we had a decision of the government, uh, uh, and uh, then we had uh, specific decisions uh, by uh, other governmental bodies that fall uh, within the scope of this Act on Crisis Management. But we aren't talking about the damage. We are talking in the Czech law about actual damage, and uh, we are talking about the loss of profit. In the past. Uh, The, even the Czech courts, they, they were deciding about uh, the actual damage uh, in relation to the act on crisis management, management. So they confirmed that the actual damage can be claimed. And we are also aware of a court decision. It's not a decision of the Supreme Court, but of the court of the first instance, an appellate court, um, that assessed a situation of loss of profit and uh, confirmed that a loss of profit can be claimed according to this act. But there is a discussion about the measures that were taken after 24th of March 2020 that the government try not to issue on the act on crisis management, but on the Public Health Protection Act. And the Public Health Protection Act does not contain Uh, a specific clause that would entitle anyone to claim a, a damage that would be caused as a result of the measures taken under the Public Health Protection Act. And the discussion uh, I, I was referring to is whether these measures that were issued after 24th March 2020 can be understood as Uh, the measures under the uh, act on crisis management uh, uh, act on crisis management in other words whether these new measures can be understood as those that uh, you could uh, uh, claim a damage from and this question has never been uh, dealt uh, by the Czech courts in the past 
And it is evident the Czech government's position is that this is not the case. So uh, they, they already explained that they will, they will not satisfy any damage that would be claimed uh, uh, under the Public Health uh, Protection Act. And back to your question, whether the small uh, entrepreneurs or mid-sized companies would be happy or would be, would be brave to submit these claims with the government, I think uh, not too many of them, because lots of them asked uh, for a support through, for example, antivirus program. And if you look at the conditions of these programs, some of them contain a very uh, special clause that says that by getting this program, you actually withdraw from any claim uh, you might have against the state uh, as a result of uh, the measures taken by the government. So automatically, by applying uh, or by receiving the, the subsidy uh, from the state uh, under the contract that would contain this clause, it would prevent you from uh, submitting any claim against the government. So that's one reason why these companies uh, would uh, not go uh, against the state. Second reason we can, we can see in some sectors, for example, travel sector. Travel sector is, ex is expecting uh, more support from the Czech government and currently has not started collecting any documentation uh, any evidence uh, for the damage. Uh, the reason is obvious. They still feel that they have some chance to, to get uh, uh, some specific subsidy from, from the government, so they are not uh, not going to make bad, bad, bad friends uh, with the governmental bodies. And this is not the only sector. We can see it in, in other sectors. So, so also, uh, this is a very significant factor. You have uh, companies that are dependent on the or partially dependent on uh, business uh, they are getting from from the government those might be uh, scared as well uh, and uh, lastly uh, requesting for this damage is uh, quite a complicated uh, procedure and ultimately can end up with the court and so in my view it, it will be the case uh, and uh, going to the court with these kind of damages, since we already were talking about their complexity, it can be a two, three, four years claim in the Czech Republic. And uh, it's a question for, for many companies whether they wish to invest their money and time to go uh, through uh, these kind of claims with the Czech courts. So all these factors might be preventing uh, the companies from, from requesting for uh, uh, for any damage. So, John, how do you see the position of the Czech government? Because from from my understanding of, of what Zdeněk just said, the government is trying to, you know, mitigate their loss and basically trying to avoid most of the, you know, paying for the loss of profit or actual damage. Well, I, th I think, um, Dan, the, the government is looking to support business in other ways. I mean, what what we've heard from the government so far is that they've established the, the state support schemes that we know about. Um, they've put COVID-2 um, in place and are looking to put um, COVID-3 in place, 
which will give financial support and, and, and a flow of funds into the business community. But so far, they, they've maintained, as you might expect them to do, um, a, a fairly hard line in terms of we're not going to compensate everybody for all the losses um, that have been incurred. However, nobody knows, as, as I, I said a bit earlier, nobody knows at the moment exactly how long this, this issue is going to last. Um, and it's not just going to be the ability of the Czech Republic to open itself up for business again, because we are um, the, the organisations that operate here are quite reliant on um, the input of foreign people and of foreign funds. Um, and that, if that is delayed because other trading partners aren't able to open as quickly their markets as the Czech Republic can, the, the impact is going to continue and continue. So we might see further measures being taken or needing to be taken by the government to continue to support businesses. An, an interesting side point um, was just talking to some colleagues in in the last hour around insurance and whilst many organizations have policies which may not directly be enforceable now what we've started to see around the globe is a number of governments effectively retroactively saying you can you can make claims under those policies because we're going to change the status of this event i.e the pandemic so that it is covered by the insurance policies so our colleagues in in other territories are advising organisations to register claims under their insurance policies, which potentially might cover them if there was a relaxation of those rules. And I, I think that's a really interesting area for organisations to look at in terms of what what insurance do we have? Should we be registering a claim now? Because it may be that in a, a few weeks or a month or so, the government actually considers that as, as a measure that should be taken. That's interesting. I mean, you mentioned quite interesting things. You have this overview from many different countries. Do you see this, uh, the situation in Czech Republic or the handling by the Czech government any different to, to let's say, you know, the other countries in the region? Or is it basically this pretty similar situation everywhere? Um, no, it's, de it's definitely not similar um, in, in, <laughs> in, in many territories. Each country has almost chosen their own track of the way that they're going to deal with the with the issue in general in terms of you know the protection of their citizens um, and i think in the czech republic um, there is a, a growing feeling that that the government has got it about right in terms of containing the outbreak uh, and protecting the citizens um, in terms of the way that the business communities are supported um, different countries have taken vastly different approaches in terms of the way that they're um, planning to to support the business environment. I think so far in the Czech Republic, we've seen rather modest moves to support business compared to some of the larger scale programs that have been um, announced and 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 set in motion by by some other territories. And I think that's the the piece that is uh, concerning the business community um, because they are seeing themselves as to having to bear the major burden of the impact of this event. That's really interesting. So so basically every country just, you know, has different strategy how to deal with it. 
Well, very much so. I mean, if you look at one end of the spectrum, the the, the US government is um, flooding the economy with with up to two trillion dollars um, to to support businesses, and there are there are claims which are already being made under um, the under FEMA um, and will be coming under the under the CARES Act. UK government has been fairly offensive in the way that it's dealt with this and and whilst the legislation hasn't all gone through yet they they've certainly made significant promises as to the way they they will support we've seen other support around the EU um the euro countries um starting to be negotiated um what we've seen so far in the Czech Republic as i say it it seems to be relatively modest in comparison to some of those mm-hmm. Zdeněk, do you have any indication from from your community that this might change? You know that the Czech government might, you know, maybe increase their support, or will it be as as you kind of mentioned, really different from industry or sector to to industry? Yeah, uh, there are various discussions uh, going on. You uh, recently, the Czech government has uh, has introduced. Uh, uh, a program that was to support uh, the region of Prague uh, because uh, the, the Prague entrepreneurs were uh, partially uh, of the support uh, so far um, and we see that there are uh, discuss- there are ongoing discussions uh, uh, with uh, various sectors one of them being travel industry second uh, being a culture industry so we expect that there would be a support uh, Uh, for example, of, of those two, and uh, without uh, supporting, uh, for example, these two sectors, they could hardly survive um, uh, and uh, continue uh, operation in the future. Uh, there are also various discussions uh, whether the Czech government uh, would enter into some strategic businesses, Um, there are discussions uh, in relation to Czech Airlines, uh, but uh, as far as we know uh, today, when we are uh, recording this uh, or, or podcast, uh, no decision has yet been made, and uh, I think this would be a very complicated uh, a political discussion uh, whether the government can actually uh, enter into some strategic businesses. We see that uh, this occurred uh, in Hungary, but I think uh, this is not a very good example uh, that should be followed. So maybe to, to summarize our discussion, you know, you already mentioned like there are a few few different ways how businesses can claim their losses and and calculate their, their losses. Basically, you know, checking out their insurance policies if there is some way checking out maybe you know the claims against state or if there is some state support for them would you maybe add anything else that you know the, the basically the ordinary organization should maybe go and double check if there is some way they can help their business well i think from my side dan um just going back the the one that we haven't touched on is is obviously um, certainly the larger organizations have lots of other business to business or business to consumer contracts in place um and i think stenick mentioned earlier you know understanding what the key contracts are for your business and working out a strategy for each of those which is consistent with the way that you expect your business to develop and going back and renegotiating those contracts 
so that you put yourself in as good a position as you can get yourself into would be really important. I think the other side is that how how do you anticipate um, if you, if you're on the on the buy side of those contracts? How do you anticipate the the renegotiation strategies and the potential claims that you might get from those that are serving you? Um, because obviously those contracts still con- continue. They might have been suspended um, because they had to be suspended. Um, but how how do you unravel that? Okay renegotiating the contracts might be another good way. Zdeněk, is there anything else we can add? Yeah, John is absolutely right. Uh, uh, there are, from, from my perspective, three concepts arising directly from the Czech civil code that uh, can be considered. The first one is uh, material changes of circumstances. You don't have to include this in your contract. Uh, yeah, as I said, it's automatically arising out of the Czech civil code and it basically says that if as a consequence of of uh, some changes uh, one party find itself in some extreme disadvantage uh, it can be uh, disproportionate increase uh, in the cost of uh, insurance contractual performance uh, or decrease of its value um, then you this party can request the other party uh, uh, to renegotiate a contract. Uh, you can even request that the court amends or cancels a contract. Second uh, would be force measure, and uh, the third one uh, would be uh, frustration uh, of contracts. And uh, this applies to situations where the contracts perform uh, impossible to perform. Uh, so. To understand this does not cover the situation uh, where it is more difficult or more costly, for example, to deliver the goods. Uh, so it doesn't cover these situations where the performance is still possible. But uh, if the performance is not possible or if even the performance become illegal, which can occur due to uh, current circumstances, then uh, you can you can look uh, at the frustration of the contract that, again, arises directly from the Czech civil code. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much. I know this is a really difficult situation for a lot of businesses, and I think it can be quite hard to, you know, orient yourself in the whole situation. So I hope you're know-how and competencies can be really helpful for for some business folks listening and thanks a lot for sharing your knowledge and uh, taking your time thank you very much dan it's been a pleasure yeah, it was my pleasure to participate in this podcast thank you very much for the invitation takže tohle byl další díl podcastu Business UI. Dejte nám vědět, co si o podcastu myslíte. Jak Johna, tak i Zdeňka najdete třeba na LinkedInu, takže jim můžete dát zpětnou vazbu klidně tam. Pokud se vám tento rozhovor líbil a jste na podcastu Business UI nový, tak se určitě přihlašte k odběru podcastu ve vaší podcastové aplikaci. Tím pádem vám neunikne žádný nový díl a ve chvíli, kdy zase vydáme něco nového, zajímavého, tak vás to upozorní. Já vám moc děkuji za pozornost, je mi jasný, že v této době toho máte určitě hodně a je to poměrně hektické. Doufám, že jsme vám předali nějakou hodnotu a já se na vás budu těšit zase příště. Díky.